Welcome back to Whiskey Dicks, where we got good whiskey, good beer, questionable conversation. I'm your host, Dave, and we got Pat. Yo. Uh, Matt is still dead. In case you guys were looking for, uh, you know, he's still yeah. dead. They're, uh, I heard they found his body, and now they're just using it for a finger toy. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, I didn't get the headline. Um... We, it, it we was in the robins. We know. we uh, we missed last week. We were on an amazing fishing trip up yeah. in Minnesota for a few days. Walker, Minnesota, Leech Lake. Man, it's, it's so really depressing. depressing that like I'm talking in this microphone and not like running a fucking Lindy jig behind the fucking boat. Well, right now we should be having dinner. We should be back. Yeah, yeah, dinner. yeah. I should be grilling something. Yeah. So, <clears throat> anyways, uh, we took a ten hour trip Friday, but we had to leave a little late. So we got out to Walker, Minnesota, right around 1040. Yeah, something like that. Uh, you know, I was passenger, so I started drinking around 840. Well, the GPS said two hours, and you're like, fuck this, dude. Dude, as soon as it hit two hours flat, <laughs> and then I'm timing myself yeah. every half hour. Yeah. So uh, we got out there. We met up with uh, one of Pat's oldest friends. He lives out there. Um, and we popped open this bottle, uh, Calumet Farm, 14-year, single rack, straight bourbon whiskey. It's a 96.2 proof. Um, it was barreled in March of 2006, 14 years before the shit hit the fan. Yep. Better times. So we've had it. Uh, I'm really not going to. I'm just going to go into the review. I'm not going to talk about how I felt about it beforehand. Yeah. I'm going to go in fresh. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like we were fucking road tired. Right. So, so it was a bad. Because even I only made it. I made it 30 minutes after you, and then I started drinking. Yeah. Which is bad. No, hour. Hour. An hour? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I was like, all right, six more minutes. I can have my third. And you're like, I was like, you want one? You're like, in six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, anyways. So, I think this is one of the most like pleasant noses we've had. That is so sweet and yeah. caramely and vanilla. Little uh little hints of oak. Yeah. That smells so good. It I mean and plus uh, be, get it out. It, it, on, it, 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 it came up short for us. I'll say that that night we got out there. But we were drinking out of probably like forty year old coffee mugs of how, who knows how well those were cleaned before yeah, we drank well out of water. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, well water, man, dude. Yeah. When I took a shower and it was hitting my lips, I, I was like, oh god, this is terrible. Yeah, <laughs> like who people used to oh. people used to do this on the regular in like Chicago land. Scumbags. No wonder why my uncle's such a piece of shit. He didn't get fucking lake water until he was like sixty two. <laughs> yeah, but on, on the nose, it's it smells so good, but it all. It actually like burns in your nose a little bit. A little bit. I like that. Man, I'm I'm really obsessed with this nose. Yes. Like it it's so good. so good. Now I'm hoping the drink can redeem itself today. Well, and the, see now why I'm going into this a little bit. Better. Man, that is a fantastic nose. We we lit up those cigars right away when we got there. We're, we're drinking seltzers. Yeah. Eleven hours on the road. Right. And I well water dried up. Right. On, I mean, it's there's just cups. enough things we could check off right. to where we could be like, we're good. And I sent a picture of this to my buddy today, and he's like, "Holy fuck, that's good shit." Did you find it for a hundo? 
And I said, yeah. He goes, okay, good. You got it for, you know, uh, cost. cost. So I'm going in. I, I'm going for the try. All right, all right. That is good. It's good, but I'm still... Because it's a $99 bottle. Right. Um, Ooh, but that burn, that heat is perfect. That heat. But it was quick. Like, yes. as soon as I sipped it, the heat, the rye showed up. Right. It was, like, at the front door, like, SWAT, open up. Yeah. I got a fucking search warrant. And I'm like, <laughs> ah. Spread your cheeks. <laughs> we know what's in here. Um, it's, it, it's... This is better than I thought in Minnesota. Yes. Absolutely. But these are, like, true tasting glasses. Yeah. You know? I'm breathe, too, a little bit. Oof. I hit that nose again. It's all swirled up in there, man. Yeah. Like, almost like hitting that fucking, the salt fucking packs. Mm. All right. I still wish, ooh. Man, all right. So, yeah, a lot better. So the front end, I'm almost getting like a green apple. Really? Mixed with like a butterscotch. The butterscotch for sure. The, the, The butterscotch was, as soon as it hit my mouth. And then once that butterscotch was kind of dissipating, I almost got, like, the tanginess of, like, a drier green apple. I can kind of see what you're saying. There's something there like that, like a, like that Granny Smith skin. And now it's, like, as it's the heat's kind of dissipating, it's almost like a like a jalapeno cheddar cornbread, just kind of, like, with some heat and some sweets still sitting. You know what's sitting. funny? Like, that jalapeno cornbread, like a chili, yeah. like eating that with, a, like, a spicy yeah. chili. Mmm. It's good. I, uh... I'm glad we retried this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that spice, man, it fucking just lingers. Like the Damn. cranberries, dude. See, see. <laughs> I love how you tied that up. Well done. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I've been working on that since fucking we drank it last week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have a good one liner. That's it, folks. Um, Thanks for listening. It's the smoothest bourbon. So... I love my oceans. You know that. Yeah. This is, you don't even feel this going down your throat. Mm. No, it's just, it just shows up. You know, it's uh My tongue is like still spicy, like cooking spices. Yeah. Sitting on there. Ooh, it's, this is good. This could be bad. Because, I mean, I went a little low. You went, you went deep on your glass. Yeah. <sighs> Fuck, that's good. Um. And that note, man, this is the first bourbon. And it's not a high proof. No. You know, but this is the first bourbon where I've taken a sip and, like, the nose really affected my drink. Yeah. Like, as I was breathing in, I was getting, like, the nose of the drink as I was sipping. And it was fucking. Dude, it's so good. And then, like, there's, like, a, like, hint. I don't know if that's, like, a hint of vanilla in there. A little bit, a little see, vanilla, nothing crazy. But see, this is the bourbons that I really, really enjoy. There, there's so much going on that you're trying to pinpoint what it is, and it, that makes the good drink. Yeah. Like, we've had ones that are When, so when you're saying, like, all I taste is fucking grass trimmings. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know why those are still on the table, but 
we we've had some that are so one sided where you taste it yeah. and you're like oh that that's the spices or oh that's the oak or oh that's you know yeah. stone fruit. This has everything. I don't. I still. I don't. I can't put this over my oceans. I I because it I, just. I, but, I I wouldn't put it over oceans because of the price tag. Yeah, and I don't know but, if this is going to be easy to find. This was a Costco find on accident for ninety nine bucks, which around here I saw one. I saw this in a store for one forty. Yeah, but I just want to read the back. Uh, so William Monroe Wright established Calumet Farm in nineteen twenty four on a small farm in Lexington, Kentucky. After Wright's after Wright's death in nineteen thirty three, his son Warren Warren. This my brother's in law named Warren. Hi, yeah. Uh, Almost got kicked off a fucking shuttle bus in Vegas for that. How, how can that even happen? You're in Vegas, and right? They hate you. <laughs> so people walk around like fucking Barney. Yeah, and, and like touching themselves. Yeah, dude. So yeah, so Warren began began to move the farm's business towards thoroughbred racing. After developing the farm's stock and pedigree for a short time, the Wrights hired famed horse trainer Benny Jones. Through dedication, passion, and hard work, the farm began an unparalleled ascent, eventually topping the horse racing world. The rise to glory would cement Calumet Farm as one of the most dominant names in horse racing history. Over the decade that came, the farm produced two Triple triple Crown winners, eight Kentucky Derby winners, and eight Preakness winners. Calumet Farm is proud to have 11 horses in the National Museum of Racing Hall of Fame. I heard Preakness. Huh. Preakness is where it's at. It's a, uh, it's the race in Baltimore. Yeah, it's the racetrack there, and it's the third. Uh, I think maybe maybe it's the second leg of the Triple Crown. I think it's the second leg of the Triple Crown. Uh, but it is. Yeah, I I heard it is absolutely fucking insane. It is like when you think of uh, like Better than Kentucky Derby. Like crazier, like see, K- want, Kentucky Derby is classy. See, yeah, we're talking oh, about Baltimore yes, folk. Yes, it is scumbags. right. You're gonna maybe see some flip cars, yeah, some flyers. Yeah, dude, like it's Baltimore, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but I heard it's uh, fucking. It's so popular that people bus to that fucking race and like the parking lot. Like, there's one parking lot just for the buses. Oh, no and shit. it is like fucking three hundred yellow school buses just lined up. That's wild. And then you gotta. The crazy part about that is you gotta keep somebody sober to remember where the bus is, <laughs> because like there's yeah. three hundred of them. <laughs> I mean, this day and age, you can pin a you know, yeah. drop a pin, but. And, and the end of this is is uh, it is with the same passion and dedication that we craft this bourbon, distilled and aged in northern Kentucky. The straight bourbon whiskey comes from. Uh, private reserve of premium Kentucky bourbon stock. The specific bourbon's unique high rye mash bill was hand selected, offering a bold yet balanced expression. That's a very good way to describe this bourbon. Uh, the mash bill is, but see, it's still 74% corn, 18% rye, 8% malted barley. So that that's not crazy high rye. But I think for the fact that it's aged, Oh, okay. You know, that's why the it's sweet. It's it's really sweet. It's a really sweet drink. 
and the spice really sticks out. See, now for you, what would make this like even better? A higher proof. A little hotter? Yeah. Uh, and n- nothing crazy. I would say like 105. What, is it? what was this? Did it's like a, it's a 93.2 or some shit. Mm. Damn, dude. This is only 19 barrels to batch. Oh, damn. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you ain't getting that. No. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't say. No, it does. I don't see. It said right bottom left. Or no, bottom right. 96.2. So... Give me like a 105 proof, just a little higher proof, you know, like you're charging us $100. You don't have, I mean, if you're going to go barrel proof, charge more, but I don't know. If I'm paying 100 bucks for a bottle, I want a little more, you know, and then it's richer. The higher the proof, the richer the drink, you know, because you're not diluting it with water. Richard? Richard, hold me. Um, so yeah, I think if it was a little bit higher proof, this would be a fucking home run for me. This is pretty close to a home run. Pretty close, but it's still just like it's like a Yankees triple play against the White Sox. You know? Are you? Did you cry? (laughs) Not yesterday. I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. But then today, just watching all the everybody just. Every outlet was talking about that triple play in the walk-off. But, yeah. So, uh, the more I drink it, the more I like it. Me too. Like, there's new flavors that kind of come out as it's breathing, as it's kind of, you're becoming accustomed to the the drink itself. It really just, I think I got my number. Yeah. I'm I'm still working on mine a little bit. I'm just trying to keep in my head that this will this probably selection and like tape notes will never be around again. Because it's 19 barrels. So what's a barrel? 55 gallons. 55 gallons, but you gotta assume four, well 14 years. You probably lost 50 percent of your. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But so say fifty percent, you're going down. Say let's say you get thirty gallons out of each, right? Okay. So thirty gallons, and then you're cutting a little bit because it probably came out at like a one twenty six, one twenty seven. You're cutting it down a little bit. It doesn't take that much water to do it. So now you're at forty five gallons. Each bottle is you know, four bottles is one gallon roughly. Yeah. Five gallons or five bottles is one gallon. So that okay, right there though, like that just kind of pushes my score down a little bit because you won't get this again. Like after we're done drinking this, this will well, this one I'll take home with me and it'll go into my. Oh, this one you're actually gonna take home. <laughs> this one's coming home. With me. Fuck you, hundred hundo. I'll give you these two. <laughs> <laughs> take these piss jobs. in a small batch. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Because I know um, what will happen. I'll come back and there'll be a fucking little dude. sliver left. <clears throat> so, normally I, I am on board with that. But it's not like that's all Calumet Farms does. It's just that 19 barrels and then you got to wait a year for the yeah. next 19 or however many barrels. Right. So, that doesn't... For a fine drink, yeah. c- comes time, you know? 
If it was readily available, like Maker's Mark. Right, it's good taste, like Maker's Mark. Right. This is made with love. Love. Compassion. Whoa. Uh, skill. Oh. Yeah, there's like, you know, there's a lot of things going on. Oh. Outside of the drink. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of moving parts to make a bourbon that tastes like this. So, you got you got a number yet? I'm actually going with an even nine, dude. I swear we should just dock right now. Uh, are you are are you uncircumcised? Yeah. Dope, because I am. Let's do this. I'm any. <laughs> I'm the female. Why not? <laughs> No, I'm fucking <laughs> circumcised, you weirdo. Fuck. <laughs> I'm a Southside Catholic. I know. You come out and they lock that thing. Well, uh, there's the verdict. Even nine. You were going to go higher. I was. I'm thinking about the hundred bucks. So you got to remember how good that Oceans is. 66 bucks. Yeah. Well, you got lucky there. Dude, it's still at Costco. Right, but it's not always going to be at Costco. So yeah. when it's not always at Costco, you're going to be paying the eighty to hundred bucks. Yeah, which if you you find it at Benny's pretty regularly, so right eighty bucks, eighty bucks. You know, if you if it's out of stock the one week, the next week will probably Maybe. be there. Yeah. So for twenty extra bucks, if you could find it, if you can find it, it's you gotta you gotta grab it. We're gonna have to send a sample of this to Sean Kincaid. He'll fucking. He's got to send us a six pack of that Irish whiskey in the cans. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, he fucking. Uh, he put a post and you know tagged us in it. Yeah, and it's uh, Canada's got these uh, Irish whiskeys in the can, one hundred milliliter cans. It's a. Uh, it's like an eighty six proof Irish whiskey, but he said it's fucking fantastic. They must not be able to get their hands on like real American bourbon. Because we've, we've, like, had some conversations in there, and he, it sounds like... I think they're paying, you know, for bottle makers like with, with the import. And then the Canada taxes. And the, the, the Canada taxes. You're, you're look yeah, yeah, because yeah. That's how they the, pay for the beer store, right. and then there's the liquor store, and you can't buy both of them in the same store. They're taxed differently. Right. One pays for one thing, the other pays for another. So they have to separate it. I don't know why. Just tax it all the same. You know, tax whatever in the store. You have computers. It's fucking 2021 Canada. Jesus Christ. Well, they're... Uh, I don't know how they call their governors or whatever. But some, they're fucking mad as fuck at that dude from Toronto. They're going ape shit about that guy because he still has the whole area shut down. 100% uh, lockdown. Yeah. And then... You know what's crazy to even speak of that, though? Uh, I saw a thing on, was it Sometimes? That we haven't seen this little of coronavirus cases here in Chicago or the Chicagoland area since June 2020. Dude, we're just over 1,000 positive cases today. I Where do you see the numbers on the TV? It, it showed up randomly on my Google feed. Because normally I would go on Sometimes and check it. Can't even see it anymore. It's, I think it's becoming a thing of the past. It's like, just like that. It's not even like worth talking about at this point. Uh, you know, and in that report said 64% of Illinois adults have at least their first dose. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sure it's smaller number for two dose. 
Yeah. But Patty said she went to fucking Meyer today to go shopping. She was walking in and said, if you've been fully vaccinated, you do not need to have the mask. So she's like, I fucking walked in, took the mask off. She's yeah. like, but I felt like an asshole because everybody's staring at me. <laughs> like, go get your vaccine then. Well, remember the dude in Minnesota? <laughs> Wait, which one? We were at, we we're getting our, because, so just a little, in uh, Illinois, it doesn't matter if you've registered or never registered for our uh, DNR license. Oh, that douchebag. Yeah. So you could just do it online no matter what, no matter who you are. You don't need your Social Security or anything. Up in Minnesota, you have to be programmed into a, their uh, DNR like database with your whole Social Security at like a registered like tackle shop. I, I think it's a more serious of a yeah. of a a game yes. in Minnesota yeah. than it is in Illinois. Right, because then I did look in it. We were supposed to get those walleye tags. <laughs> <laughs> we never did. <laughs> Come get us, Minnesota. Suck my dick. <laughs> we had it in now. Uh, but anyway, me and Dave. We learned that from a fucking 10-year-old. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we uh, we go into the place to get our shit programmed in to get our fishing license. And me and Dave, just being whatever, we were, were wearing our masks. And this dude... Is standing behind Dave, and he like yells over to the checkout lady, "Hey, uh, blah blah blah, where's your mask?" And he, he looks at back at me. And goes, oh. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? <laughs> but, the, the, but the fucking funny thing is, the girl that was checking us out was dying of COVID. She sounded like this, and shit running out of her nose. Coughing, she was our sneezing. age. Yes, maybe a little bit younger than us, maybe late twenties, early thirties. She's like, do you know another McGrath? It's like, girl, yeah, go get your COVID fucking test, yeah. <laughs> or put a fucking mask on. But I had to tell her like, no, three times that I don't know Kathy McGrath, right? Uh, from blah 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 Lake. They're just like, are you sure? And I'm pretty like, sure she was like giving us directions to the fucking trailer park. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for forty bucks you could have Kathy. She, she's the first double wide on the right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Are you sure that they, they spell the name the same? I'm like, oh, no way. A McGrath in this country? So I want I want to get more into this fishing trip because it was a blast. It was fucking, I didn't want to leave. Pat didn't want to leave. I, I think maybe Logan wanted to leave a little bit just because, you know, he's a kid. And he misses his mom and all that. But I would have been like, dude, here's a train ticket later. <laughs> no, I, I don't think he wanted to leave either. He just... I think once we were in the car, he's like, just get me home now. Yeah. Teleport me. Something. He, he met a buddy. Right. Corey. Yeah. Kid took him under his wing. Yeah, and man. Treated him great. Took him under his wing, and in five minutes, fucking nine-year-old Logan pulls in a 23-inch walleye. Yeah, man. I think made us nice. look like fucking fools. Right off the dock, too. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'm going to get fucked up. So uh, before we keep going into this, I just want to talk about the wokeness of of Twitter and how I just want to fucking burn it down. So Henry Henry Winkler, you know, fucking. Uh, I'm not sure who that is. A oh, Fonz. happy yeah, the Fonz. Happy days. Uh, you know, the coach from uh, the Water Boy. Uh, he's an avid fly fisherman. Oh, right on. So he caught this real nice trout last week, and he took a picture, and people just started roasting him. He put it on Twitter, like about the fish. About, like, I hope you're fucking releasing that, you know. How dare you put a hook through a living thing's... For anybody that feels that way about fishing, 
the DNR does a survey every single year of popular fishing spots to judge how many fish you can keep per day. Yeah, with, the, with keeping the population in check. And the reason they have to keep the population in check is because you motherfuckers didn't want black bears in your fucking backyard. So we had to wipe them off. Yeah. And so somebody's got to take care of the fish. If you let them go wild, it's going to fuck up the ecosystem. There's scientists that fucking do their job, and they tell you how many fucking people, based on average fishermen per season, how many fish could be taken out of the, the, the rivers, the ponds, the lakes per day if it's a, you know, not a fucking mudfish like a catfish. Catfish, you can just fucking yeah. catch it, light an M80 in its mouth, throw it back in the fucking lake, and take six more out, and nobody's going to give a fuck. Or deep throat it, just fucking... Just break its jaw open and just start fucking gagging it. Oh, no, no. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so anyways, um, I hope you all fucking die a slow, miserable death like the fish in the hook. The hook in the fish. The woke people. The woke. Yeah, it's it's a stupid thing to fucking cry about, man. But here, here here's my woke thing, because now you brought it up. I do have to say, like... Joe Rogan is getting his dick kicked in the last month, Mm -hmm. but he deserves it. He talks about things that are serious and pushes Joe Rogan twist on them, and and he he just comes off like a fucking idiot. I, uh, I liked Joe Rogan until he moved to Austin. I like Joe, I still like Joe Rogan. Um, should he say those things? Sure, why not? Who cares? Is Joe Rogan a scientist, a professor? Is he any of these things? The people that are listening are the people that didn't listen to fucking Dr. Fauci. True. You know, listen to the scientists. If you're going to take anything that Joe Rogan said, dude, you know what shit I've said on this podcast in the fucking year and a half we've been doing this that's been dead fucking wrong? That goes to 60 people. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. Because uh, if people listened to you that other day, they would have been but, doing that but, thing to those people. But I, I think like you I think the real problem is that the woke are not giving the normal people enough credit to make their own decisions. Like, you're too fucking stupid. Like, these people are dumb. The people that listen to Joe Rogan are dumb, and they can't make their own responsible decision. They're just going to listen to whatever he says, which isn't true. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, 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 gaping. Ooh, fisted. <laughs> uh, so, like, I, I'm going to listen to professionals that are professionals in their field. Joe Rogan's a professional podcaster. He knows MMA. I'll take his advice when he thinks, when he says, who, he, you know, who, who he thinks is going to win a fight. Yeah. Yeah, right. I'll, I'll put my money on that, you know? Yeah. I'm not going to put my money on, like, that 21-year-old shouldn't get a vaccine. Like, <laughs> all right, put my money that he's going to live. <laughs> well, and then, like, did you see what he said the other day about the wokeness? He's like, they're going to incriminate you if you're a straight, white man. Absolutely. And, like, I a- get a- where he's coming from. Abs- but he's absolutely right, man. Yes, I get where he's coming from, though. But there, it's like a time in this country that you're just feeding the fucking... The, 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 right, it's the throwing it's throwing fuel on the fire right now, right. Um, and I get that. But the thing about him, like he's 
quote unquote a comedian. I don't think he's that funny. Yeah, he's more funny looking than he he, he had a, one special that I thought was really good from like 2016 or 2015 or something. Really good stand, you know. But all the other ones, or no, 2016 was the last one that came out. There was one in like 2014 that I thought was really funny. But <clears throat> as comics, they all kind of just like shut up and were like, "Oh, we'll just let the storm pass." But the storm's still here. So now they're just kind of like all comedians as a whole. They're putting their foot down towards the whole wokeness thing. Well, and, and they should. Because a joke is a joke. Right. You and can say whatever you want. If it doesn't land right, that's on the comedians, not on the fucking actual art form. Well, if it doesn't land right, I don't think it's on the comedians, the people listening. Because it, it's still a joke. Right. But but I'm saying, like, it, it's tough because even the best comedians are going to have bad jokes. Sure. That they work out in sure. smaller crowds. Yeah. But I think those smaller crowds are... The like people that, that like, love comedy. Like that, that dude from Seinfeld. That joke just didn't land. Yeah. What was the Kramer's name? Uh, Michael Richardson? Yeah, that joke just didn't land. <laughs> it landed. <laughs> it landed. landed him on the and, it and it wasn't a joke. And it wasn't a joke. No. It was not a joke. No, what a fucking idiot. Yeah. I mean, I loved, I loved him, man. I loved him in UHF in fucking Seinfeld. Yeah. Loved him, but... Dude, you haven't got up on stage in 15 fucking years, and you're having a bad set. You lose your mind like that. These people that are coming off pandemics going on fucking, you know, they've been doing it 15 years. and yeah. One year, they're fucking eating shit. It's you just see, a, You see uh, Segura's new tour sold out, like, everywhere in, like, a week? I think I might be over Segura a little bit. You? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I still enjoy him, but I, I think he's hit his peak. I think uh, he's taking on the whole, uh, uh, like, he's got a following, right? So he has, like, uh, I don't even know how to say it. Cult following? or It's like a cult following. He has sayings that they all, like, know. Yeah, like Dan Cookish? Yes. And, like. <sighs> and I think he's super fucking funny, man. His first few stand-ups. But I think he was a little bit even edgier back then, before the wokeness. And I think he's a little scared because he's like, this is my career. I have two kids. I have a wife that is not good at comedy. You know? Yeah. Uh, She's the best as his co-host or whatever. Right. But I still really like him. I hate Burt Kreischer. Can't stand him. I like him. And that Ari whatever. Uh, Ari. Ari Shafir. Not funny at all. Not funny, but dude, I, well, when I you give get a, them together, so okay, right? They play get, off each when other. You get Rogan, uh, uh, Segura, Kreischer, and the uh, other. It's you're like right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, yes. the other Schwartz. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they're hysterical. So Ari is a New York guy, though. So he, that makes sense. he's actually the president of Legion of Skanks right now. They did like a contest and he won the election. So he disappeared for nine months. He went to Ecuador or some shit. And he came back to Legion of Skanks a couple weeks ago and didn't tell anyone. And uh, he faked a power outage, but it was a real power. Uh, he faked the power outage before two real power outages that actually happened to happen that day. 
So on the third one, it happened, and then there's a guy, like, in their screen that's standing there with, like, a fucking Ecuadorian fucking, like, war mask just standing in the crowd, and they're all like, uh, did anybody check this guy that's standing behind us all eerily, you know? Yeah. And then, and then he starts, like, walking closer, and fucking Dave Smith's like, oh, it's fucking Ari. I can see that Jew walk from a mile away. <laughs> Dude. So and then he took the mask off, and I was like, yeah, I'm back, you know? Probably, like, just walked all so un- uh, non-athletic. Yeah, like, yeah. And, yeah. But uh, his Kobe Bryant thing, so within minutes of Kobe Bryant's news hitting that he died, he posted this fucking tweet about, like, thank God he's finally dead and, like, all this Ari? shit. Yeah. I was fucking dying Listen, laughing. Man. He fucking ass-raped that poor woman. Yep. Like, No, no, no. He's a goat. Yeah, He's a goat. That doesn't count. Like, Michael Jackson, it doesn't count when you're fingering boys' buttholes. When you have... He fingered him, he just wanted to look at him. Which, to this Mm -hmm. day, because I didn't see that show... Dude, I woke up from a nap when the kid... The uh, man was describing what Michael Jackson did to him, dude. I just fucking hit home on my Roku. (laughs) I was like, fuck that! (laughs) Dude, look. So, you and Nick, oh, I was drunk, and you guys were explaining what he did to these kids via over the internet on Daisy, And <laughs> I was, like, pissing my pants laughing because the concept sounds like a old-school 1990s scary movie Whoa. comedy. Hey, 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 Dave, show me your butthole. Yeah. It was like a South Park episode. For sure. And it kind of turned um, But people still love them. Accusation after accusation, people were still like, free Michael! Yeah. He has children that are blonde and white. <laughs> well, like Paris or whatever, or Blanket or whatever the fuck his name is. Blanket. Yeah, hanging like, him. Over the blanket. Yeah. Blood. He was hanging him off the balcony by his yeah. foot when yeah. he was like two years old. Yeah. It's like, it ain't my kid. <laughs> Wow. I mean, you don't want to see that happen to a little kid, but he was fucked up. He was fucking deranged. Yeah. What the fuck did that old man Well, I guess going? there's a theory that his dad chemically... Joe Rogan was talking about it. Joe Rogan. So, don't take this to the bank, folks. But he's talking about a theory, and it like made sense like that he was chemi- chemically castrated by his dad when he was young to keep that uh, high-pitched voice. How does one get chemically castrated? Uh, I'm not 100% sure. I know the guy that, uh, solved the Enigma. What Enigma? He was, a uh, the, the Enigma, the, the fucking coding machine from the Nazis. Oh. The, the main guy who ran the team that solved it. Okay. You have to throw that in there because there's, like, other Enigmas out there. Yeah. Saw. That. Saw. Yeah, like, heroin, uh, a bed of heroin needles. Sure. Is that the fucking little... Is that the little uh, clown's name in Saw? Enigma? I don't know. You never saw any Saws? I hate horror movies. No. You, ever, you ever see the original Saw? Fuck no. Do yourself a favor. It's not a horror movie. It's I, not, I don't want to watch it. It's not a horror movie. The original one's not a horror movie. No. There's no one getting their shit chopped off. Well, that's going to happen, but it's not a horror movie. It's not like climactic music that's going to make you jump. Okay. It's more if of a someone, thriller. If someone has to like cut their own foot off... Or if someone that's has exactly to follow, what happened. Yeah, yeah. If someone has to like solve a riddle or they die, that falls under horror movie. 
stupid. For you. Well, dude, what the fuck is that? That is the craziest looking bug. Is that what you've been looking at for yeah, the past? Yeah, because it's over by the fucking light. Was, <laughs> my ADD was going fucking nuts or whatever the fuck you want to so call you, it. So you, I mean, I haven't watched any horror movies since a little bit after uh, The Ring, except for Saw. And I saw Saw 2 in theaters. I'm like, oh, that was Hollywooded. Want to hear something hysterical? They made Jenna Jameson and like her crew made a porn like that was sawish, and like Jenna Jameson was like banging some dude, and he didn't nut in time, so she got her head cut off. No, it was supposed to be like that dude from Saw. Some fucking other dude like rides a tricycle into the room and starts like whacking off. And it was. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's a little late for Jenna Jameson, though, man. Like she had her whole production company well established. Was that like? I just like this script so much, I'm going to get fucked by him. <laughs> it was probably like 15 years ago. Dude, but she's been like running her own successful production company for fucking 25 years. Yeah, but still, I bet she was... I mean, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure she's like, I need some dick. Yeah. Let me take this role. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Tito Ortiz isn't doing it for me. <laughs> you want to hear some fucking crazy shit, you should hear him talk about her. They got two kids together that she wants nothing to do with. Because like she's nothing. a she's a broken whore. Okay. Right. It's it's perfectly okay, but you shouldn't have fucking kids. That's how broken you are that you thought the kids were gonna fix you. <laughs> a broken she, whore. She probably wanted to fucking run a fucking scene as she's pushing that baby out and doing like a double blowjob scene. You know? No way. They're I mean, crazy. I, I mean, I, I paid to see it. Yeah, yeah for sure. Well, I, I because like, they know it, she would know it sells. She's like, let's fucking uh, uh, pushing the baby out. Ah, uh, my placenta. And fucking double fist my butthole and fucking, I'll, I'll suck you off. I've never been so turned on. Uh, <laughs> but like, you know, are we gonna search this on Pornhub? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Chrissy Mack. She's uh, got the shit beat out of her by a War Machine or whatever. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She was like a Catholic. Baptist something or other. Probably Baptist. Catholics never take their religion too serious. You gotta be more like yeah, down the like, lane. But the but like Latinos doing shit. They're the only ones that take Catholicism that serious. I don't know. I'd have to disagree on that. But anyway. And the Irish. Yeah. Fake Irish. But they don't even take it that serious. It's like, oh, oh yeah, I'll Sundays. go I'll go Sunday, I'll yeah. you know, I'll blow fucking six dicks and then Sunday I'll go in and fucking repent. Blow six dicks. Low six dicks. The guys? That's I've not, never did six, five. I meant like a, 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 a dick a day oh. until Sunday, you know? I got you. Uh, mm. Two mm. Snickers and a Coke. Two Snickers and a Coke. Uh, we should talk about the beer of the week a little bit. Um, we're ones that always kind of like talk about our mental health. Well, some of us. Yeah. Um. We always like to talk about it because it's it's good to talk about. It. It's good to make you not feel alone in the scenario. And like I'm glad I only have anxiety. I felt depression once in my life, and I'd never want to fucking walk down that path again. But yeah. that being said, anxiety still fucking sucks. Right. And I have a what is a panic disorder, which I always thought was uh, anxiety, and I was treating it wrong. And then I actually went to a real uh, psychiatrist, and I was 
diagnosed with something completely different. And the funny thing is, like you hold stuff in, emotions, fear, sadness, even happiness, you are fucking your brain up. It gets worse because you run laps around it, so yeah. it becomes a bigger thing than it actually is, versus just talking to somebody and right. releasing it. So for 33 years, I tried to be a badass and never showed anything, and then Frank died, and I lost my goddamn mind. Literally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Happened to me. Logan was like maybe three months old and it was the first time I had an anxiety attack. I think it was just kind of like, I'm a dad. Shit got real. Yeah, man. This ain't fucking playtime anymore, you know? So, <clears throat> um, a lot of the local craft brews are doing a beer for May is Mental Health Awareness Month. <clears throat> and I'm on board for that. Um, and they've all been naming their beers Things We Don't Say, which is a perfect fucking label to speak about mental health because when you're in the moment, you're not talking about it. You know, it's not until after where you feel okay to, like, bring up how you're feeling. So uh, on the back, it says this beer is a collaboration effort to break the silence around mental health in the in the craft beer industry. Remind brewers and consumers, it's okay not to be okay. Absolutely. We say that all the time. Not in those words specifically. But we always but, like to say that if you're feeling that shit, you're not alone. It's, well, and, and like people say, it's not okay to be okay. Or it's okay to be not be okay. It's okay to like feel that weird, because you know it. It's like your brain is like clicking, and there, there's like something like just... You right. just don't feel right. Like I was talking to talking to Patty today about like you know life and death and all that, and I'm like you know I'm not scared to die, and she's like really, she's like, I was like listen, when I'm having an anxiety attack, that's all I'm thinking about is death, and it's the last thing I want. But that's just the whole that's the trick in it. It's yeah. the impending doom, right? You know. But when I'm not having anxiety, I'm completely cool with the idea of death. Yeah. I have no control over it. What, yeah. what am I going to, you know, no one has control over it. Only people that have control over it are the ones that are so deep and dark down the wrong hole. Right. In depression that they think that that it's is only, their only out. But so, like, when you say you're cool with it, I, I think that's like a thing almost getting your mind right. Like, when you truly get your mind right and you're in, actually in a good spot, you know what that all is and all entails. Well, I mean, no one's know, cool with it. No, ultimately, but, but like when you know you're sitting here like me, I'm, I'm 35. I have this issue. I take my pill and I feel normal. And when we talk about this, I'm very open about it. There is no control if I drive out of here and a fucking meteor hits my truck and blows me up. There's no control no. over that. There's no control over to think of, to sit there with like high levels of anxiety and sit there and think about all that shit. Right. It's just going to make it worse mm -hmm. because it's going to go from a uh, bridge collapsing to car accident to uh random rock going through your windshield. You're going to be looking at everything. And it's just a whirlwind that's going to bring you down a dark hole. Right. And it's just not worth it. It's going to increase anxiety. It's going to increase the imbalance so just go see a doctor. They but like, I was just saying, though, because you say, like, you're okay with death when you're like this, like in a good spot. Yeah. 
and that's where I want to get to, the doctor could get you into a great spot. Yeah. It, it, all it is, like with me, I take a very low dose of Lexapro. So, and it gets me feeling human again. So a, a doctor could get you in a great spot, meaning you won't even have a conversation about death. No. Like right now, I'm still talking about death. I'm talking about like I'm okay with it because I'm not having a full blown anxiety attack. Yeah, but that but that's your personality too, though. That's just your overall personality. For me, yes, more than anyone, I would right. say, because death has been my childhood. You know, and you have a vaccination with it, and you get off on it. Well, only necrophilia, right? Which partially, you know, I make sure they sign consent yeah. before they die. Right. Like Dave can fuck my dead body. Right. Fill me with cream and throw me. But it's got to be between a certain temperature. No, All right. but my, so, my yeah. <laughs> wow, no, sideways. No, <laughs> uh, no, but like I said, my personal story is uh, I just was able to hide everything. When I say hide everything, every emotion, everything, sad, happy, yeah. uh, angry, everything, I would just bloop, bottle it. Before Logan was born, I thought I was broken because, like, I didn't cry since I was, like, eight. Right. You know? Yep. Nine. Yeah. So it's uh, maybe a little older because my brother beat the shit out of me a lot when I was 11. Well, plus my mom died. But, like, besides, like, little shit, like, you know, I always felt jealous for women that, you know, they're okay with their emotional side, so they just let it rip. Yeah. That's why they live longer, because they let that shit out. Yeah. They fucking expunge it. Yep. You know, and us were like, fuck that, I'm tough, you know? And I really didn't start crying until she was like seven or eight months pregnant, and I was just, you know, thinking about, this kid's only going to have two grandparents, you know? Like, my parents are never going to be able to see a lot of their grandkids, you know? So that fucking... That was like the first time I broke down and fucking cried, man. I was like, holy fuck, that's that's sad. That's heavy. Yeah. But it's also life, and I'm not going to sit here and hang on to that. No, and, and where I was going, though, is like my just my personal story is I went, you know, 34 straight years, dude, and I never showed anything. People dying, well, whatever. When your priest touches you. Touches you at fucking five years old. Yeah, but I liked it. Did you? I did. Did you? I always thought. He said, don't cry, Patrick. Don't cry. And you're like, never. I'll never cry. No, but all I'm saying is that then something happened that something. Well, A, I had Liam. You know what I mean? Ooh. Yeah, the beer's really good. That's really good. Yeah. I had Liam and it showed a different kind of like uh, protection that you feel. Like you turn right into the Bob, the Papa Bear. That shit, that kid showed up. Instant. And yeah. I, I was like, if someone touches this kid wrong, or if someone looks at I'm going to fuck him up. It's actually, I believe it's a faster transition for the father than it is the mother. Just because of evolution. Like, a mother's going to be nurturing, but it, it throws their shit off so bad that mm-hmm. they go through that postpartum, uh, postpartum yeah. bullshit. But the men, we don't have that chemical switch on us. It's just um, scientifically, we dump out a lot of our testosterone so we don't eat our children through evolution. Yeah. You know, so it's as soon as we get instant, as soon as that baby comes out, and you hear a life form. Like I heard, it's like a thirty percent drop of testosterone 
almost instantly. I don't doubt it. Where it's just like, damn. Yeah. I got a kid that I got to keep alive. Enough testosterone to kill motherfuckers around that child. But yeah, enough testosterone dropped to where you could actually feel love. Yeah. You know? Which makes sense because we had him and uh, Jody really, uh, we had problems conceiving. And she was on like a lot of horns. Well, still is. But then we kind of took a break and we bought a puppy. And then two months later, three months later, she got pregnant. So she championed all that to this dog. This like new thing that came into our lives. And then that dog died. And I lost my fucking shit. And he died two years old. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? And I walked in on him dead. Right. So it just blew me away. And whatever triggered the response of my chemicals and my brain and everything, and this is the part that I wanted to get at, whatever went wrong, went wrong. And I could not self-medicate, even though I tried. Oh, we we tried. We tried. I mean, I was okay, but I was trying with you, but Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so my brother and my doctor, my wife told me to, I should go get seen by my you know, regular doctor, my regular doctor just said I had anxiety and gave me Xanax and still with just the Xanax, I'm, I, I was like, I'm, I'm still not right. I saw a psychiatrist and he's like, listen, man, you, uh, you have some hardcore, uh, panic, a panic disorder and a very, very small pill every time I go to bed and I feel like a different so it's that easy. That and that's what, where I just wanted to get with the mental health thing. It's it, it could be that easy to where if you're going to bed and you're eating a an acid or whatever or fish oil and especially it, especially for the men. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. The 55 of the 60 listeners that are men. <laughs> um just do it. Yeah. Like and you always don't want, don't live with it. Don't, yeah, don't, it. don't man up and ignore it. Man up and just admit it. Now, here's a piece of advice. When I first started dealing with my anxiety, my doctor told me that the medicine he's giving me is not going to kick in right away. Right. You got to get used to the medication. Yep. So he said, your best bet is to work out. Yeah. Weight lift, run, yep. and it helps balance the brain because of the dopamine release it helps yeah yeah, the endorphins help balance out it's not a long term you know like when i would go to the gym right after that first time um i'd feel like i was dying on the way to the gym i get to the gym i start working out and the first set i do it's like here we go oh there we are i'm normal so if you're not ready to go to the doctor i get it i i'm a fucking dad of two and i still don't like going to the doctor right so if you think like let me try working out give that a shot it yeah. helps it definitely helps but you gotta stick with it you gotta keep with it change your diet get rid of processed bullshit there's a whole fucking long list of things that play wrong in the imbalance in a human brain yep but like what you're saying with the diet gut health is number one yeah you're killing off your microbes by eating junk yep but and eat they, fresh, take probiotics, yeah, balance like, your shit out. You don't have to go to the gym, but you got to get your heart rate up. You got to yeah. sweat. Take, take your take, dog for a walk. Yeah. Fucking. And, but like do a little sprint in there and just get everything moving. Take take a 20 minute walk 
And when you get yeah. to your block with your dog, sprint home. Sprint home with them. You'll feel like a million bucks when you get yeah. home. Just get that shit elevated for some point in time, and it just whatever that is. That blood flow, it, I think it just kind of maybe pulls everything out of the brain. Or just moves all the gunk. Yeah. yeah, like takes the gunk, the toxins, pushes it to your fucking kidneys, and you can piss that shit out, poo yeah. it out, whatever you know. Yeah, like, there, there's something natural that helps, and you know, maybe not this day and age, but soon enough, it, 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 if you've done magic mushrooms, I know that like microdosing that stuff has been proven to help as effectively as antidepressants. So if you're just anti fucking drug like that, I get it. I'm not very pro drug myself. No, but I can't get mushrooms all the time. Yeah. So and. We're parents. We have to. We have to I go ha- to work. We have. I to. have to be normalish. Yeah, right. I have to raise my kids. Yeah, but funny thing is, my brother knows a very good, like, film director that lives in L.A. and he has hardcore anxiety, hardcore panic, and he's been microdosing for the last like two years. And he says he's the b- best he's ever. That's felt. what I'm saying. So On that shroomage. Uh, long story short. Take care of your mental health. I think it's more important than your physical health because if your mental health isn't good, you're not going to give a shit about your physical health. Right. So do yourself a favor. Take care of your mental health, and the rest is going to fall in place. So that being said. Um, Things we don't say by. Phase three. Phase three. They're out of uh, Lake Zurich. Yeah, it's a Indian pale ale with uh Azaka, Cashmere, and Eldorado hops. And let me tell you, even if this beer wasn't good, I was going to give it one thumbs up. But this is a pretty good fucking beer. It's good. So it's a, I'm going to do a two and a half thumbs. Two and a half thumbs? Two and a half thumbs. You don't have two and a half thumbs. Well, Where's the, other, where's the third half thumb? My pecker is half Hello. a thumb when it's not hard. You want to see my pecker? Want to see my pecker? There it is. Um, I will give this a solid two thumbs up because I have two thumbs. Uh, like I, I've talked about it on here before, not a huge uh, IPA guy. But this is your type of IPA. Without a doubt. It's a little sweet, a yep. little hoppy, nice yep. balance. Uh, usually when you pour it into the glass and it has that fogginess for an IPA, it's usually a home run for Pat. Yep. Um, so, <clears throat> fishing trip. We had a fucking blast. It was, um, I thought it was going to be a long weekend because as soon as we got out on the boat and we fucking picked our spot that we were first going to start fishing, Logan was being kind of Logan. Yeah. You know, and I went off on him, but in a way that was just like, dude, he is a nine year old. He likes talking to himself, but I'm like, dude. We're going to be on a boat with you for the next three days. Yeah. You can't sit here and talk to yourself. Talk to us all day long. Read your book. And I just, I was like, don't make me feel like I went against my best judgment bringing you out here. Yeah. And I said that, and he shut up. He and has. he was, he, number one, he was a blast to have with us. Oh, God. Was he was. He's always a blast. He's, I always. Right, but there's times where it's like, I'm the dad, so I live with it all day. Yeah. So there's times where I'm like, dude, but. I, I, I am so happy I brought him with. Sure. I'm, I'm glad he he was the walleye hunter. Yeah, man. He did so good. He brought in a 23-inch walleye, which if you, in Minnesota, if you catch 
a walleye that's over 20 inches, you are done for the day. So you could bring in four, four under 20 inches a day. If it's one over 20 inches, that's it. You're done. Even though, I mean, illegally, we could have brought in 100. <laughs> but we didn't because uh, it's not like we were obeying the law. We we couldn't catch them. So we were perch masters. We were fucking, we brought in a dozen perch in fucking probably oh, five minutes. Yeah. I, and we could have ate them too. But. And it was right before this fucking kid. He didn't want to fish with us part of the second day. We did uh, two trips. One of our buddies brought both of his kids. One of his yeah. kids, it was his birthday. So we brought the three of us and then the three kids with us. And we did like two and a half, three hours on the lake. Uh, I caught a perch. We're in the spot. And then our buddy John catches a nice walleye. Nice walleye. 18-incher. Brings it back. But he's like, we got to go. I got to go have lunch with my yeah. kids. And it's like, all right, whatever. So we go out later that day. He doesn't want to fish. We're all using uh, it's a Lindy rig, which is, I guess, a popular form of fishing for walleye. Yeah. Kind of you troll your boat, and it just drags the bait behind you. Yeah, it's an easier way to feel if, like, something's there. Right, because walleyes have a tendency of sucking in their food, so you want to feel them trying to suck it in before you hook it. Otherwise, yeah. you miss. And you leave your uh, bubble open. Yeah. You can feel that on the line a little bit. So... Me, Pat, and John are all doing it like this. We're fucking focused. We're like, where we we got skunked day one. Zero fish on the boat. Yeah, we got zero fish yeah. on the boat. We right. had some good bites at one moment, right? But then it, it went away. Right. No purge. Nothing. Nothing. So day two, the three of us grown men are yeah, fucking like on in. a mission. Yeah, man. So my boy though, he doesn't want to do the whole Lindy rig because you have to. You know, you gotta Try. keep you gotta keep your line open. You gotta feel the line. So it's a lot of focus. So the three of us are doing this. He's like, I don't want to do it like that. He does a fucking uh, a minnow on a one eighth uh, ounce or one eighth, yeah, one eighth ounce uh, jig, jig head, head with a minnow, and he just tossed it off the ass and forgot about it. Forgot about set it, it and forget it. And then his so fucking drag. I'm sitting here for a good fucking half hour. And all of a sudden, I hear, and I'm like, looking, I'm like, whose line is that? And I look down, and it's Logan's fishing rod that's just sitting tucked in the fucking seat. Yeah. And he's reading a book, yapping with Pat and fucking John. And I look at him, I'm like, I think you got something. So he goes and tries to fucking reel it in. Great walleye. Pulls in a 15, 16 inch walleye. But I've been trying, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, man? Not trying at all. At all. Didn't even care. No. And then instantly that happened. I would say three minutes later, I bring in a walleye, and then everybody on the boat's catching, or not walleye, perch. perch. Everybody on the boat's bringing perch in. Like you drop your line, perch. Perch, perch, perch. perch. I, and I think the last perch I brought in, dude, was a little bit bigger than a goldfish. It was so small. Which is crazy. So and, we, then, and then we go to that other spot. Way off in the back bay, I put my line in for ten fucking seconds, and and the thing is, if you never use a Lindy rig or don't care about fishing, perch hit hard. Mm -hmm. they, they hit it because they swallow everything. They, they take Oops. it and go. They and grab so, it and they try to swim away. Right, so it hits hard. 
So you don't know what it is, but then you set the hook and then you start reeling and instantly you know. Right. There's no real fight. Right. It's a perch. You feel a tug, but yeah. there's no fight. I'm, my line's not bent. Right. You know? you just, it's, a, it's easy reel. It doesn't do anything to your drag. Because so. the second or third one you caught in that five-minute span, mm-hmm. you're like, as soon as you hooked it, you felt that pull, you fucking hooked it, yeah. and you're like, fucking perch. And yep. fucking John's like, are you sure? You're like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but regardless, it was, uh, I mean. Bob and Jen of Agency Bay Lodge. Walker, Minnesota, off of Leech Lake. Yeah. Anybody that's into fishing, take that trip. Seriously. It, walleye fishing in the spring, musky in the fall, uh, summertime for whatever. He said early to mid-September, you could do perch fishing, which we were pulling in, like, seven ounces. Easily to fillet. You could fillet him, whatever you wanted to do. But he was saying September, they're plump. Yeah. And September, you're pulling in two-pound yeah. perch where you are you got a meal. You yeah. pull that in, you fillet that up, you fucking... Well, and then he was saying, too, that now everything is hunting for the what's coming, which is the winter. Right. So you catch the muskie, you catch walleye. Yeah. You go in the shallows, catch good bass and pike. You know, that lake, what I loved about that lake is when you have largemouth bass that just hang out in the reeds, they don't go out into the depth because they are a, a they're, they're hunted. They're yes. not the hunters. Right. Yeah. I. That is a fisherman's lake, man. Yeah. Oh, well. It was great times. Um, we already are booked for next year. Yep. Booked. We got it's the cottage. Be, uh, I went ahead and booked two boats because I feel like everyone we tell wants to go. Yep. So we got two of the same boats because he's going to buy, an, or he's going to have two. But they're also talking about owning their own pontoon possibly next year. Yeah. So if they have a pontoon, we might be able to switch if we got, say, six, seven people. I think Bob will let us do whatever we want. Sure. Because super good dude. And super good dude. I think he just ended up really liking us just the way. Dude, they, they got this little bar in there with, like, Moostrol from Big Sky Brewing. On tap. On tap, which just happens to be one of my favorite beers, brown ale. It, it's 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 the best brown ale that you could possibly buy. Yeah. And then they have, like, their uh, Big seltzers. Sky seltzers. Yeah. And, you know, they got Bud Light and everything like that. And then uh, the one day that our buddy John had to go away for a thing... Um, we were actually gonna go back out, but then Logan met up with Betty. What was it, Corey? Corey, yeah. And they went little mini fucking. It was hysterical. It, it was hysterical because we get off the boat, and I heard it. Dave didn't, and Corey comes over and grabs Logan, and whispers in his ear. And he goes, "Hey, hey, Logan, I found this little fishery. Grab your rod, let's go." And they disappeared. So we couldn't mess that up. So me and Dave went into the bar. I took a picture. Of them walking down the dock. Awesome. Of them too. Yeah. Um, so the owner, the Corey is the owner's son. Right. And he goes, he knows we're a bunch of city boys. So he's like, hey, take that kid Logan mm-hmm. under your wing, take him fishing. Oh, right off the me. dock. I was right there. So me and uh, John were smoking cigars, drinking beers, we're outside the cabin. And we get a guy that just happens to walk by and he's bullshitting, asking us how our fucking day was. And we're like, we got fucking fully skunked. And he was telling us about his spot. And he's like, that's when the whole Lindy rig came into play. And John talked about it day one about Lindy rigging. 
with the mm-hmm. troll. And but we didn't we didn't jump on it. So he fucking told us about it. He's like, you got a Lindy rig, do right. about ten feet of water, have it, you know, three feet of uh lead lead on it, and you're 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 good as gold. Yeah. So we are like, fuck, dude. As soon as that dude left, we're like, our, all our tackles still on the boat. So me and John are walking towards the dock, and I could just hear like a screeching, yelling, yeah. excited, and I'm like Logan's got a big fish. Yeah. And then, because I was with him. Yeah. All I hear, and I'm, I'm like a two docks over, because I, I was just letting the kids use our minnows, letting the kids yeah, use like our... Yeah, like, I'll go, I'll do my yeah. own... Because it was, was packed, dude. Yeah. Corey, it looked like a school of fish on that dock. Yeah, and Corey came onto our boat, and he was like, whose rod and reel is this? I'm like, it's mine. Go, go for it. You know, whatever. You probably knew how to use it better than you did. Without a doubt. <laughs> so, he takes mine, so I took the, my back up, and I was just throwing a little fucking jig out there anyway. Yeah. And, uh... All I hear is, Pat, Pat, you got to get over here. I got one. I got one. He's like, Pat, get over here. Yeah. And he, I, I honestly think he probably pulled in one of the biggest walleyes of that whole lodge oh, that weekend. weekend. Oh, without a doubt. It was big. Yeah, it, was it was a nice. big, off the fucking dock. Yep. Lucky little fuck. And we were, <clears throat> we were packing up. We're getting in the fucking car. I think we're maybe five minutes out. Pat just turns around, looks at Logan. He's like, "Do you have any idea how fucking lucky you are?" He's like, "Guess how many fishing trips like this I've been on <laughs> yeah. before today." Yeah. And he's like, "I don't know, a couple." He's like, "No, it's my yeah. first fishing yeah. trip like this." You know, yeah. like I've gone, you know, I've gone down south fishing. Yeah, like ponds, little ponds. Yeah. And lakes and so I did, I did a lot of river fishing with my old neighbor. You yeah. know, uh, we did the there's the Wilmington Resort where it's a yeah. quarry. Yeah. They got some really good fish in there. Great fucking times, man. But like, the, the fucking Wilmington, the, the Wilmington Resort uh, is a puddle. Or whatever they call it, it's yeah. a puddle in yeah. comparison to hundred and five thousand acres, dude. This is the third la- largest uh, non-connected lake in Minnesota, which means excluding the lakes, the Great Lakes. So it's just a single fucking lake, massive, massive. scary, massive. He, uh, John took us on the boat the last day, and he brought us to a spot, and, like, we're fucking hauling ass. You know, it was a beautiful 85-degree yeah, day. And all of a sudden, I'm sitting there, I'm like, I was good all fucking day. Now I'm starting to get cold. And all of a sudden, he just stops the boat, and he's like, Logan. He's like, look how deep we are. Yeah. And he's, like, showing the fucking... Uh, 151? It was like, yeah, it was like 153 feet deep in the yeah. spot we were, and the water was instantly 10 degrees cooler than the rest of the lake. Yeah. So you're just getting that breeze, and I'm fucking, like, I'm freezing my balls off. Yeah. Such a good time. Beautiful place. The, the Check like, it out if you if you like fishing at all. Or if you just like... If you want to learn how to fish, go do it. Fuck it. Yeah. Or if you're looking for, like, a secluded spot, but you could still, like, contact the outside world, stay in, like, a legit, almost log cabin, because that's what they were. Yeah. Uh, check out Agency Bay. In Walker, Minnesota. There's a casino five minutes away from the lodge. Yep. There's everything right there. Yeah. Right? Everything that you want to do. Yep. You're not far from anything. It, but it's so secluded. So and that lake, man. I That lake is just gorgeous. It's, it's. We got back. And the drive was depressing because it's a 10-hour drive back. And it was terrible. And we were just like the whole time you. One or, one or the other was just like, 
yeah. you know, like depressed. Day one, like the end of day one, me and Pat are looking at each other like, this, this is going to end. Yeah. Faster than we want it to. The next year, we have. We're doubling our lake time. Yeah. We're, we went from two days to. We could have done like two and a half days, but you had prior engagement. Yeah. So that's yeah, fine. But next year, we're going to go a week later. So we have fishing reports and we're going to have four full days. Yes. So if we don't want to do all four days and we want to spend a day just grilling, drinking, having a good time, we have that. We'll get up there early Friday, even if we just get our boat ready. Get everything. Yep. We could kill Saturday. Tackled up. We could fucking just. Yep. And I, I personally feel like if we fished this past Monday, we would have murdered. Yeah, we would have been like the fucking. Uh, we had everything dialed in. But we, we were just. Time. Yeah, we we're just starting to feel it. Yeah. And we were talking about <sighs> getting up early the day we had to leave and jumping in the boat. Yeah. And me and Pat in the morning both looked at each other and we're like, you know what? Horrible idea. We would have been there to like one. Right, we would have got a couple bites early in the morning, or we would have just been raking them in, and then it would have been like, "I'm not leaving until this is over," <laughs> you know, and that would have turned into like four o'clock, five o'clock. Well, in the dice I was rolling, is here on Tuesday was ninety nine percent chance of rain. Mm-hmm. I didn't get one goddamn drop at work, dude. The whole time you're talking about fucking it raining like crazy out here, yeah. I got, I'm like, Patty, did it rain? She's like, it drizzled for a few minutes. Right. I'm like, what the fuck was Pat reading? <laughs> but it was the whole time it's calling for that storm that just passed north. No, it was raining at the job. That's what I was going off of. Oh, Guys so were texting it me about passed south. Yeah, yeah. And then it rained at my house at, at I-80. Mm. So it hit Tinley like a motherfucker. It missed us. Yeah. I came home. I'm like looking at my plants. I'm like, everything's dry. Like, fuck, man. Yeah. Jordy was like, it's been raining all fuck. Well, that's insane. She might have been. Yeah, or she just doesn't know what rain is. Yeah, she might have been pissing all over herself. So, anyways, it was awesome. If you got, if anyone out here listening is a fisherman, take the time, find a way up to Walker, Minnesota. But book soon. Everyone's getting real scared that I, I just uh, slapped your buddy. Dang. Everyone's getting real scared that uh, Canada's not going to open back up to the, their fishermen. And uh, yeah, a lot of Canadians are booking Agency uh, Bay yeah. right now. We were in the bar, and uh, three or four calls. Jen, yeah. co-owner, she had some calls, and she's like, "Oh man, it's gonna be gonna be a busy couple of years because yeah. they're afraid Canadians are afraid that Canada's not gonna open, so they're like, we'll just drive to Minnesota go fishing." Yep. So, yeah, book it now. Well, I mean, obviously, do your research. It's a fucking great lake. It's yeah, it's not one of the great lakes, but it's a fantastic lake. Fantastic. And it is known for musky, walleye, pike, bass, yeah. perch, and crappie. Your your two your your three big fish are going to be the musky, the walleye, and the perch. Right. You you pull in a northern. Um, my boy was catching rock bass all day off the fucking dock. Yeah. So there's there's, but those those are like different rock bass. Those are big. Yeah. Like those are those big. those are the rock bass that are sucking in all those little pods of perch, yeah. baby perch. Oh yeah, coming in at night. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Great time. <laughs> Great time, dude. I'm so depressed it's over. Yeah, but I was telling uh, Pat off the air. I was like, I'm just glad we have gardening for the summer. Yeah. Because I was out there today before we got here, just 
playing with my babies, you know, just getting everything primed up so I can have a nice yield this year. I'm, I'm stoked. I think I, uh, <clears throat> this is a little bit unimportant, but since we're talking about gardens, um, I planted out all these flowers from seed and they're all starting to grow really nice out front. And there's these two random plants growing just awkwardly in the flower bed. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And they, poppy seeds. they started growing bigger and bigger. So I, I did a Google fucking lens shot of it. And like, there were some different things that came up, but the thing that caught my eye was pumpkin. And I'm like, fucking pumpkin. And I was like, it's going to be pumpkin. My uh, Patty's like, how, how do you know it's going to be pumpkin? I'm like, we had a squirrel, squirrel tearing apart our fucking Halloween pumpkins for fucking yeah, we they put she put a couple out that weren't even cut, just you know fresh pumpkins. So the the squirrel was ripping through that, eating the flesh and grabbing the seeds. And I think he dropped a couple seeds in the dirt, and so now they're starting to grow. So I transplanted him today. I put him in the my main garden. If I get a couple free pumpkins, you know, hey. Yeah. Well, supposedly they're supposed to be real hardy. If if you could get them to like seed, yeah. Or to like, dude, they're they're growing so fast. Yeah, they're supposed to be super. Like the only thing I got going as fast as that are my green beans. My green beans, they go nuts. Holy smokes! And I'm way behind you this year because I had everything ready, and then good old Tinley kind of threw a wrench into my plans with the pool, so I had to move the pool to the south, which made me move my whole garden to the extreme north of my property, so I got to dig everything up, move isn't, it all. Isn't there better light over on that end, though? Great light. Because I felt like you were starting to get some shade. Well, number one from that tree that doesn't exist anymore. Right. But you are getting a lot of shade by, like, 5 o'clock, yeah. 6 o'clock, because of that fucking monster. That and that other maple that's to the south. Right. I an but now if you're north, you yeah. should have full sun. Yeah. And I, I got all my corn planted. Nice. And I've probably quadrupled my what I did last year. So I'm I'm I went pretty crazy too. Like me taking the bucket idea mm-hmm. and putting so gardening. I'm a fucking weirdo, so we I, I enjoy Pat likes it. It's kind of odd when I tell other men that I garden, people look at me weird. <laughs> yeah. But so with uh, a lot of certain, time you got your dick out when you're talking to you, though. Well, I was like, I, I got I, a cucumber I, like this. I garden. This is my pickle. <laughs> um, so there's determinate, indeterminate. And I put all my determinants, which means it's just going to grow three, four feet tall. So I put all those plants in my buckets. So now it's like my yield is going to be exponential. I got fucking 12 buckets with shit growing in them right now. So yeah. my, my shit's going to be insane. I know. My garden is not going to be as good as it was last year. I We had every day half dozen cucumbers, half dozen uh Tomatoes, half dozen hot peppers, half dozen sweets. Uh, I was walking. I was walking out last year to my neighbor. I'd, I'd hear her out here, fucking like sweeping or doing whatever, and I'd come out with like, I'd have my shirt as a basket. Like, hey, do you want this shit? Because I got enough of it on my fucking counter right now. You know, she's like, yeah, sure. I'm like, fucking take it. Otherwise, I'm gonna bring it in. Shit's gonna rot. I'm gonna have fruit flies, and you know, fuck it, eat it. Yeah. Here you go. Well, you know what's crazy, and I felt so bad for doing it. I had like 
10 onions growing already just from last year, like self-pollinating. Yeah. Little, little sweet medallion onions. Well, the bulbs will stay. Yeah. Like they'll, I got like bulb flowers out there that every year fucking, I'm like, oh, you're coming back again. All right. Dude, I, I started moving one garden bed or my one raised bed. I look down and instantly I see the fucking, the green shoots from the, the I was like, that's fucking onion. Yeah. I pull them out. I'm like, God damn! <laughs> and the one I bit, and it still tasted good already. I'm like, some bitch, I just threw it off the side. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. It's a uh, that was really helpful, also for anxiety. Oh, keeping yourself busy, like without a doubt. And it's not even just keeping yourself busy. Like getting a garden going. Number one keeps yourself busy, but it's. More than just keep yourself busy, like versus painting or something. This is something that you're trying to maintain life with, you yeah. know. So then, number one, that's that. That's that. You're trying to see if you keep something alive. Number two is you're sitting out in the sun, collecting vitamin D. Which, if you're from my region, seasonal depression is a very popular symptom. You know, like uh, it's real. yeah, it's. I, I have family in Seattle that take like heavy vitamin D supplements yeah. every year because the sun disappears. For six I, I take vitamin D every morning, and like even now I'm in the sun way more than I am in the winter. But I'm still going to take it. Like it's not going to hurt me, but it it helps with your immune system. It helps with you know just well. If you just take vitamin D, it it, it protects. Like, you'll never get corona. America, America, yeah. Yeah. But you gotta drink it down with bleach. I heard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I've been doing. Around. I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah, I'll drink my bleach tomorrow. I, I hear it really hits fast if you like take the vitamin D, break it down, cut it with the bleach, and then heat it on a spoon. Oh, suck I thought, it in. I thought if you broke, crushed up the vitamin D, put it in a napkin, poured the bleach over the napkin, and shoved it up your ass. Oh, parachute it. Yeah, is that what that's called? Yeah, it's, it's called parachute. I love that. Which is weird because it's going up, you know. We gotta find a new name for that. Let's think of uh, stopping. No, I mean I kind of want to stick with the whole flying thing. What's the name of those uh, the the skydiving like indoor skydive places where it's just like a big fan and you jump and you're just like it feels like you're skydiving. Yeah, whatever that is, it should be changed to that name. Skydiving America. Sure. Like I'm gonna skydive America. This fucking Hydroxychloroquine. I'm a, I'm a big fan of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a big fan. <laughs> I'm a big fan. Of this. <laughs> uh, I used to do a lot of uh, a lot of ecstasy. I'm sure Matt told you. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> he, he told me. He told me. <laughs> but. Uh, we had a buddy that, you know, did ecstasy a lot more than I did. Yeah, he told me. And he did, uh, the parachute, and that's why I know the name. Oh, It was like, you take an ecstasy pill, and you crush it up and put it in a piece of toilet paper. But, like, my my whole thing is, like, you're you're fingering your butt. Yeah. To do that. Right. Like, finger my... Like, fingering my butt for a good time doesn't need drugs, you know? You're just wasting a pill. (laughs) Sure. Exit only, bro. My whole thing is, like... I've never actually 
Once I let a girl try it. Once. And, uh, once. One girl tried it. It happened every day. <laughs> Eleven years strong. Eleven years strong. I can't. She's, I can't go to sleep without a finger in my butt. Her her ring was silver. Now it's bronze. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, she had the D of my butt. <laughs> I think I'm gonna pour a little another, just a little, little. You know. Little, little if you're taking this home, I gotta say goodbye. Yeah, you best say goodbye. I guess to say goodbye. Let's go about my fanciness. So, anyways, we got a little serious with the whole mental health. I I, I think we need to go serious with it. I think everybody does. Um, Especially now because, you know, the other day, uh, you know, my son Liam, he's a little over two now, and he, like, really knows how to use the remote. And he turned the TV on, and, like, I don't know what ch- ch- uh, channel it was. Say, just say Comedy Central. They still are running the home alone, but together things like the the uh, like the quarantine fucking commercials. Like, oh, you're you're home alone, but we're all like, doing this together. Well, no, that's just a marketing ploy. I know, but dude, there's people that well, have been working from home from and is still working from single home. males. Just yeah. dude, this. This is like a part of this, like whatever we need to be talking about this because, like you said, it, it's important. It is, and uh, I mean, there's only so much anybody can say. It comes down to the person dealing with it, you know. And I, I still, for a while after I was getting help, I was still hiding like the relapses of anxiety from Patty. I didn't want to tell her, you know, like it's you know you I had the AIDS. Uh well you know, <clears throat> African South Africa. South Africa well, where the white people are. So probably where you would go. That, that's that's the only places I go. Yeah. You know, Europe, South Africa. Yeah. I was here every day in Minnesota. Dude, my dick's so hard. It's so white up here. Huh? So white. So white. Anyway. Um. What was I saying? I don't fucking know, man. I've been drinking since fucking like four o'clock. Hiding, hiding stuff from Patty. Oh, heroin balloons on my butt. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So I just you know, uh, for a while I would hide my anxiety attacks, and eventually I was just like, "Hey, I need you," you know. And then because I found out like compression helps, you know, so I'd make her hug me, and weirdly, <laughs> that worked. And it also gave me a boner. And then you would. And that's how Olivia showed up. I was having an anxiety attack. She hugged me, and then, you know, ba 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 boom I was in the closet. I know. Ooh. I was watching. All right. All right. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I, I feel kind of depressed now talking about this. <laughs> like, like we've, been, we've been so serious for about a good 20 minutes. Yeah. I don't know how to get back to, like, not serious. Well, I think that might be a good notice to, for tonight. That early? How long? Hour twenty. Yeah. Okay. I think so. We, because what are we gonna do? Talk about fishing again? That's gonna get me depressed. Talking about more anxiety? That's gonna get me depressed. Talking about fucking work, depression. I guess so. I guess. This is our first, our first weekend back from the big trip. Yeah, we're still thinking about fishing. That's the problem. For sure. That's the problem. But anything. Be kind to each other. Say hi to your neighbor. And fucking uh, to the guys. Man up about not feeling right. 
That's a good way to put it. Maybe talk to a doctor. Don't tell your friends because they'll just make fun of you. So, be nice. Drink beer. Love whiskey. Say hi to your neighbor. Thank you. Whiskey.